0: Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap and wealth through Web3. Blockchain technology can be anything. That's what they're doing. They're here to support other women, and they are supporting themselves in the process. Web3 and
1: crypto turns everybody into an investor, just like the internet turned everyone into a publisher.
0: And we actually have a country, Iceland, who is at 90% parity. And guess what they have? 12 months maternity leave. Isn't that gorgeous? Women, do you want to wait 132 years to have a year maternity leave? (laughs) I don't.
1: Purpose and mission over everything that attracts the right community, that fosters loyalty. It does the good that we want to see in the world. It creates incredible
0: success stories. I'm your host, Cam's, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseuse, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web 3. It's your girl, Cams, and it's season two. Thank you all for listening and supporting us here at Women Who Web 3. You are in for a treat. On this week's show, we're graced with the presence of a community marketing Jedi. Chelsea Macklin is our lab's brand and community marketing master. Previously, she was vice president of marketing for Bumble, where she led brand, marketing, and partnership teams and help scale the business to 100 million downloads and a 12 billion IPO. She's also an active angel investor focusing on women and BIPOC founders within sustainable consumer-packed goods, mental health, and safety sectors. In 2019, Chelsea was named as one of Business Insider's 20 CMOs to Watch, that's Chief Marketing Officers. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you, Kams,
1: for having me. You have the best energy. I'm so happy to be here. Excited for a chat today.
0: Same. Oh, my goodness. And me and Chelsea talked so much over Twitter before this, and we were just excited to jump in. Chelsea, you are a woman of so many successes, accomplishments, skills. What gets you up in the morning? That's generous. Firstly, thank you.
1: For me, it's emerging tech and applying emerging tech to improve lives in the planet. And The way that we do that through our planet is by building the largest interactive brand impact brand in the world. That's what we're aiming to do. And the way that we do that at our labs is by owning and building real world impact assets. So I'm really excited to speak to you about both of those things today. Realistically, my four month old gets me up every morning, as I know your little one probably does too. But that's what keeps me up at night and excited to get up in the morning too.
0: Yes, yes. I'm actually one of my most favorite things on your bio. And I thought it was cute. A cute play on CMO is you have chief mom officer. (laughs) I'm a new mom. And we were just talking about this. I took my first maternity leave ever in my whole entire life last year. And it was weird because I was itching to get back to work. But also, I loved and I had a solid three months total with my baby and I scattered out maternity leave over the entire year because I had more than four months, I felt a lot of guilt, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting paid and I'm not doing anything. But it's like the biggest job in the world. You're recovering, you're with your baby. How did you manage maternity leave working in the Web3 space? Totally, and I just shout out to all the new moms out there, especially
1: post COVID, especially in this Web3 world. It's tough for sure. For me, I, you know, I'm super lucky. I have a great partner. I have family here in Austin, Texas. I have a little nanny share that's actually starting on Monday that we can't wait for, for our littlest one. Um, and I did take maternity leave. And I have an incredible team at our labs that backed me up and supported that. And we're mostly women. And we all understand how critical these precious first few months are and those moments are together. So they were absolutely supportive in terms of any way that I wanted to engage or not engage, honestly. And so, of course, I I took some time to be totally offline. And then because it was important for me, even from a mental health perspective, to, to re-engage and to be helping them build, I, of course, was super present during launch week and then have been slowly re-engaging over these last few weeks. And my little one is about four months old. And so actually next week I'll be back to quote unquote full time. But as we know, it's not really a life life work balance. It's more of a merge. And so it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. But I'm just super grateful to my team and the community here at our planet. They're incredible.
0: Yes, I, I love to hear that, especially because you know we're lucky that we have uh web three jobs and teams that support women. Um, One more question about this. What advice do you have for leaders, especially in the Web3 space, to support moms?
1: Mm, That's such a good question. Flexibility. Create space for everyone, women, of course, and especially moms, to be able to work on their own terms because we don't know when we're going to need to breastfeed a baby and then hop on a conference call or hop on a podcast together. And so creating that flexibility and support and having enough resourcing around you so that when someone who's a mom or anyone who's having a a challenge or something unpredictable that comes up, you have enough space and support to be able to plug in and plug, um, plug out and plug back in as needed. So flexibility, support and empathy more than anything.
0: Yes, I agree. And thank you. And to everybody listening, Generous maternity leave, definitely. Yes, at least <laughs> three to four to yeah. six months, as much at as you the can. The minimum.
1: Um, My Canadian uh, counterparts have a year up in Canada, uh, and I couldn't and didn't want to do that. But mm-hmm. goodness, it, it's real wild here in the U.S., yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's also how we create more inclusion, um, and 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 appealing to more women to come when we know that we're safe to have our families. But speaking of impact and brand impact i was reading this article about you and i was just intrigued by this quote i had to write it down you said it was very and this is a bumble it was very rewarding to be a part of growing the brand to reach our goal of gender equity and safe online communities for women men and non-binary folks to connect find love and friendships and over the years you helped the team scale to a hundred million global downloads. That's massive. Um, I want to hear about this journey. And if you could sum up in three bullet points for everyone listening, how can they replicate scaling to 100 oh global downloads? <laughs>
1: three bullet points. I'll do my <laughs> best. I'll do my best. Progress, not perfection. Something that I've taken to our planet, our lab's you have to be able to move quickly and know that whatever we put out into the world is not necessarily going to be perfect, but it's going to be aimed towards progress, not only towards gender equity, but towards building an incredible brand and an incredible community. Purpose and mission over everything that attracts the right community, that fosters loyalty. It does the good that we want to see in the world. It creates incredible success stories. That was Like I said, one of my favorite parts of being at Bumble is actually being able to apply this new technology that was stigmatized at the time to help people find their life partners. One in three people meet online now, and they have marriages or relationships that actually last longer than those that meet offline, which is crazy to me. Okay, so bringing it back. I said, progress, not perfection, purpose over everything, and thoughtful and empathetic leadership. Because- You're gonna mess up, you're gonna break things when you're scaling that quickly too. And the best way that you can overcome both those obstacles and take advantage of opportunities is by having a really strong, empathetic team and leadership. So you, you don't get through COVID together unless you have those types of relationships and leadership that allows for both, you know, optimism and motivation, but also grace.
0: Oh, that's so impactful. Like, wow. I I hope everyone's taking notes. (laughs) Chelsea, thank you so much. I want to get into your marketing skills and that success, but I wanted to share a little bit about the one in three people meeting online. I actually threw a quote. I don't know if it was the one in three people dating online. I of my girlfriends, like I met her day one. We met in Spain in 2017 when I lived in Spain. We immediately became best friends. The growing trend with her is she's just an amazing woman, gorgeous, so smart, so talented. She's a police officer now. And we both were having trouble finding love. I was always dancing. I was out dancing. I met my husband dancing, like salsa dancing, bachata dancing. But she's more of like a homebody. And she loves to travel. She's all over the place. So how are you going to meet someone when when those things are your hobbies? And so I was like, oh, my gosh, girl, you have to try Bumble. Girls have the, like, the power was with the women to say, hey, because she was like, I tried Tinder. No offense to Tinder, but she was like, I tried Tinder, and it's just a bunch of pics. And I was like, yikes. And so I was like, try Bumble. I sat next to her. I made her fill out a profile. I showed her how to do it. And lo and behold, a couple swipes later and a swipe to the right, I was just at her wedding no way. Her, yes, my baby and I went to her, her home state flew like a five hour flight to go see her marry the man of her dreams who she met on Bumble. And I was like, Oh, my God. And so I just wanted to tell you because I was like, Oh, yeah, they really do. Like you really can find love if you're genuine, honest, you know, all those yeah. things that leaders should be as well. <laughs> and it's a safe
1: space. It's so important.
0: It's something that I'm super curious about from reading about your background and now your journey to our planet, like moving from a successful web two space to web three, what would you say is different from marketing in web two and a company like Bumble to web three in a company like our planet?
1: It's a good question. And honestly, the way that I like to market, there aren't a lot of changes, to be totally honest. So when I think about how do you build an incredible community and a brand? The applications are kind of the same. Think about a community empowering them through ambassador programs, grants, hosting events and experiences for them. We did that at Bumble. I had a multi-thousand uh, ambassador team that was all over the world, and that's so inherent to Web three that everyone is actually an evangelist and an ambassador because they also know that as their PFP gains in value and our PFPs, you actually own the rights from a licensing perspective as a holder so as that grows you actually grow in your own opportunity as a as a holder and also strategic brand partnership uh partnered thought leadership with folks like you hosting meditations together and really focusing on creating value for the community and for the brand even like brand expansion at bumble uh i mean we did merchandising, magazines, murals, jewelry, a coffee shop called Bumble Brew, like you name it. I did a pop-up that traveled across the world, across Mumbai, London, Mexico City, LA, New York, these experiences that are so critical to actually building one-to-one relationships and over time scaling them. Um, And the storytelling behind that as well. We had partnered at partnered with Hello Sunshine which is Reese Witherspoon's production company to tell the stories of success stories like your friend who met on Bumble. And so there's actually I think a ton of similarities across the web 2 and web 3 space when when we think about both building value, creating community and connections that last and expanding a brand beyond the initial collection. I'll say web 3 the community is the biggest and the most active evangelist I've ever seen. You were sharing with me how so many folks who are eager to share questions to, for us to talk about today, that doesn't necessarily happen in Web2, that, that passion and the excitement to wear the PFP or to get it tattooed on your body, which apparently was happening at, at Consensus and other conferences across the world last year. Um, that doesn't necessarily happen in Web2 unless they're brands that have put millions of dollars and and decades of time against them in order to create that brand loyalty and evangelism. So I think that's really unique and that focused on on the community, but it's something that personally as a marketer, I have always loved doing and I've done across Bumble or Lunch Club or even uh, really formatively rewards now, which is now LTK all around creator, creator economy and empowering creators to
0: monetize their businesses. Gosh, I could listen to you talk about this all day. So many great, juicy stories in their experiences, things you've leveraged that are definitely replicatable. I definitely heard you when you said, you know, the skills are translatable, the applications are translatable. Same with user experience research, which is my profession. If you're good at it and you know what to do, like you can apply it everywhere. You could be a marketer. You, I wanted to dive a little bit more into the community aspect. You mentioned a lot of beautiful ideas and things that even I've participated in the past, What brand ambassador, in meeting in person, having those critical in real life connections, showing like, here we are, we're here for you. We're a brand. You're a part of our community. We're just not something you purchase. We're something you own. Or something that's part a piece you can put a piece of you and you can actually monetize you know what you you purchase okay. from us and like you said that's different in web3 with web3 when you buy an nft you're not just making a transaction in some cases you're putting it as your profile picture and some people have tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of followers even people have like 50 followers you know uh it shows another person like hey they care so much about it that they're using this as their identity. So as co-founder of Our Planet, and it's a women and minority-led NFT community building at the intersection of cutting-edge tech, human connection and impact, everything that Chelsea talked about that she loves gets her up in the morning. As you've journeyed deep into the waters of Web3, what do you advise brands, NFT brands, Web3 brands, like Starbucks even, they're coming into the, (laughs) the loyalty program. What do they need to prioritize? When marketing to a Web3 community, especially organically? Sure.
1: So absolutely community first. I think that building with the community, and that's what's also been super exciting, I think, from my end is there hasn't necessarily been an opportunity for me in the past to get as one-to-one ground level with the community and building what they want to see and impact in the world. You know, I have my expertise. The rest of the team has their expertise across brand building partnerships, impact investing, which is, you know, decades and decades of experience that I'm so excited for us to bring to the community too. But we want this to be built together and it should be built together because there's a co-ownership. So optimizing and orienting everything around the community is super critical. We've already put 50,000 for our community grants program aside and are rolling out an ambassador program as well. But it's something that we'll continue to do at the our planet level, as well as our labs. Authenticity and transparency are critical. I think being really clear about what our objectives are and being really clear also when you might mess up or when you, there have been so many rug pulls or issues that are across this space because of lack of transparency and intention and mutual goals. And if there was more transparency um, when you're coming in from a Web2 perspective, there's a larger amount of responsibility, I think, in this space because there's the co ownership and the mutual accountability. So, have to be super transparent. And we talked a little bit about some parallels to Bumble in terms of the stigma that exists around online dating, or not anymore, but it did maybe 10 years ago, five years ago. In the same way, I think. The largest challenge facing Web3 is trust. And so as a Web2 brand, you have to realize that um, coming into this space, not only in the existing community, but in the more mainstream culture who maybe haven't transacted with an NFT or haven't purchased crypto in the past, trust is going to be paramount And the way that you build trust is through accountability and through transparency and through mutual goals purpose
0: um, that's the way that I would think about it as a web 2 brand <laughs> I just I just love listening so golden and so so easy to take these notes and this advice back to our communities and I hope people who are listening will consider making sure that you're you're leading with empathy that you're bringing that you're building and fostering trust and that you're being transparent with your community that's so huge I know um when it comes to like things like rug pulls, like the most frustrating thing is not hearing from the founders and the teams that you invested in, that you cared about, you believed in. It doesn't matter if you say, hey, we f***ed up. We want to hear it from you. Like, yeah. hey,
1: we and up. <laughs> Why? And maybe how can <laughs> we help?
0: That, yeah. That's the other part is none of us want to see
1: any of these initiatives fail. Yeah. So if there is a rug pull or even accidental rug pull, like you said, we want to hear from the founders and hopefully there's a path forward that might bring new opportunity that you never even expected. I'm with you on that.
0: Yes, it's marketing is so much more than ads. It's so much more than than graphics. It's It's the way we communicate, the way we open the doors, the onboarding for the community in Web3. I'm just amazed. It's just so incredible that you help scale Bumble as like the seventh person on their team. I think it was a small apartment to a massive household name with millions of monthly active users. And now you're bringing that marketing magic, that scalability to our planet. What's next for our planet? Specifically, a huge our planet fan and holder of the NFT asked, how can we make a, a project like our planet or even Web3? more appealing to the average person? It's a great question.
1: I'll talk about a couple core pillars that we're focusing on in the upcoming months. And hopefully that will address most of the question, but if not, you let me know. I'll take it up a level too. So if our objective is to build the most compelling, biggest interactive impact brand in web three, and then beyond in the world, it comes down to, like I said, trust, but also storytelling. And there are one of the sources of inspiration for us, I don't know if you ever watched Captain Planet growing up, but it was a big source of inspiration for us. And in 20 years or more, there hasn't been an interactive brand and entertainment like Captain Planet that educated us and our children about how to you know, think about sustainability and doing good in the planet and for the people that live here. And so we're sort of doing a reboot on Captain Planet for this next generation. And remember that holders hold their own licensing rights as well. So as we think about storytelling and lore and brand building, expect story development, digital graphics, and potentially comics, comic strips, character development, trade stories and spinoffs, and and working with the the community together to also extend that and build it the way that they want to see it in the world. And that also means education from a our labs perspective we're tokenizing and fractionalizing and distributing real world impact assets which by the way BCG forecasted it will be a 16 trillion dollar business by 2030 real world assets and us owning that impact space means we need to equip our community with how to be badass investors web 3 and crypto turns everybody into an investor just like the internet turned everyone into a publisher and so We'll be rolling out education with partners like BFF, who we loved, loved your podcast with Jamie, by the way, Uh, with Zeneca, with hopefully folks like you who can really help equip our communities, learn how to be the best investors that they can be Um, well-rounded with knowledge and access to opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have had access to, highlight companies and new products that give we give the stamp to from an impact perspective as well and give access to the community for that. And then we've been talking to some really incredible sustainable product brands. And so excited to bring that real world aspect to to our community. And then of course continuing to invest in the community at large through grassroots initiatives, through our ambassador and grants programs, um, and to making sure that we equip them just like actually I learned at LTK how to build their own brands and how to monetize them. I mean, when I was at LTK over a decade ago, it was 15,000 creators who did not know how to build a brand or how to monetize that for themselves. And a PFP collection actually gives us the opportunity to do that with our holders. So teaching everyone how to do that is something I'm really excited to do.
0: Thank you, Chelsea. I know all of the our planet holders who are listening to this are just squealing and so excited. That definitely answers the question. Wow, you gave so 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 many golden nuggets out there. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to uh, sing a song for you. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Oh, I loved that show. We're okay,
1: oh. so a fan. I love this. amazing.
0: I didn't know it was even a tinge of inspiration. So that's really oh, yeah. cool. Of
1: course, in partnership with Nessie, who's an incredible, incredible artist. And we love the pop art, anime, fantasy collection that we've created.
0: But so excited to expand that bigger and beyond. Yeah. Oh, I loved the art. At first, I loved the profit times purpose, and I loved that you were focused on the planet and sustainability and things of that nature. I'm super huge fan of that. I want the earth to last as long as possible and be a breathable, wonderful place for my baby and his babies and his babies' babies and beyond. Chelsea, our labs is something we haven't talked about. What are you cooking up over there? Do you have any exciting announcements you'd like to share? Yes. The
1: R-Labs level, I think I mentioned, we're building real-world impact assets. And we're thrilled to be able to announce that we're partnering with Green Impact Partners, Inc. And we've mutually committed to this carbon-negative RNG project that's converting organic waste and repurposing it into energy. And what's so exciting about the blockchain application to this is that never before have people been able to invest in a project like this. Usually these RNG plants, which again, take poop and turn them into energy, are billion plus dollar initiatives. And that means that the folks that have access to that are institutional investors, family offices, pension funds, and they're writing 100, 400 plus million dollar checks which is super critical to finance the project, but that also means that there's not as much accessibility to a greater retail investor. And so we're thrilled to be able to partner with them to create this new impact token and are thrilled for the development of those tokens, both from an access perspective and creation of more equitable wealth, but also to take a new better than solar, better than wind, energy creation, green approach, um, and bring that to both our labs and our planet.
0: I I don't quite understand what that means. I have to teach you this
1: because it's so important. You know how some folks are fractionalizing and tokenizing real estate? Like you can buy a piece of, or like masterclass, they're Mm. fractionalizing pieces of IRL art. So what we're doing is we're taking real world impact assets. So think about this power plant, this huge power plant that takes cow manure and turns it into energy. It's called RNG. They take the gas and they turn it into energy that we can use. And it's carbon negative, which means like no impact, negative impact from an environmental perspective. It's good for the planet. And usually if you want to invest in a big plant like the facility, you have to spend a hundred million dollars or more. That's why like pension funds or family offices or large investment groups have access to this. Most of us as retail investors don't have access to this because it is such a big private project and also it's inefficient for them and for in all of history. So it's always been super inefficient and inaccessible. But because of blockchain, because we can make that transaction super, super easy, basically you get access to this investment opportunity that usually no one from a retail perspective gets access to. And you get to put your money against the things that you hold closest to you from a values perspective. So if I put my money in Chase Bank, you know how they loan it?
0: It's Same. not actually
1: in there. It's loaned again and it's probably in inefficient gas it might be in basically the companies that started me too it might be in organizations and brands that are actually antithetical to our values mm. so one of the biggest thesis from an our labs perspective is giving people and consumers the power to put their money to work to give them more access from a profitability and revenue generating perspective but also against their values so In this scenario, this example, it's an environmental impact perspective. This is a really long-winded way of saying before we could invest in things that actually are potentially doing good for the people on the planet, the planet and people that live here because they're inaccessible just from a purely financial perspective. Also inaccessible because they haven't been put into the format that blockchain allows us to put them into because of the ease of transaction, how quick it is, how efficient it is for a plant now or a brand now who n- never would break it into small pieces in the past would never feel comfortable with that because it's just inefficient for them to be able to raise $2 billion or to have X amount of money and in investor assets to be able to do that. So it is a huge paradigm shift.
0: Oh, Chelsea, it's been such a pleasure to have you on our podcast an incredible woman in the Web3 space. And thank you so much for inviting me to lead meditations with the Our Planet community. It's been such a pleasure. We always have hundreds of people listening in and it's such an honor to lead so many people. So I'm excited to lead you into meditation. But first, let everybody know who's listening. Where can they find you? What, what would you like to show to everyone? Tell us more about how we can find you and your initiatives. And follow us on Twitter at OurPlanetNFT. And of course, join our
1: Discord. We're super active on Twitter. We're doing more and more groups and spaces. We're so honored to have folks like Cam's who are leading incredible meditations. Like I said, you have the best energy. Like if I could just listen to your voice and meditate with you all day long, I absolutely would. So find us on Twitter and find us on Discord. We have some really exciting announcements that are coming up and that will actually be the first bridge and connection from our planet, from a brand perspective to our labs from a real world impact asset perspective. So stay tuned as we share more and more about that. And we're thrilled to be able to bring some impact assets actually on chain. I think that's it.
0: Awesome. Yes. And we're so excited to have you join the meditation as well. Thank you everyone listening, if you loved this follow our planet and that's R with the letter R not O-U-R and leave 5 stars for our podcast. But let's get into this week's meditation, focuses on a 2 minute dose of mindfulness that you can take when you need to fight off stress or just need a quick mental break to reset when things are piling up and your calendar is just full of everything, so get comfy, and allow the body to relax soften the forehead the jaw the shoulders the back and feel your body get heavier as you allow it to relax you can allow the eyes to close if you want and take a deep gentle breath in through your nose and breathe out gently through your mouth Good. Two more, just like that. Gently breathe in through the nose and gently breathe out through the mouth. Find stillness and calm through your breath. Feel the breath lifting the belly and expanding the chest as you inhale. And notice the gentle breeze of the exhale through your mouth. You do not need to meditate for 10, 20, or even 30 minutes to experience the stress relieving benefits of meditation. You can just face away from the screen, close the eyes, or focus on something in front of you, and just take a couple intentional breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Becoming aware of the body, relaxing the belly, and you'll find yourself just a little less stressed. And that's the meditation today, guys. Good job and have a good day. That was beautiful. Thank you. And Chelsea, I know you're you're used to listening to me for like 10-20 minutes for meditations. How was that quick one for you? That was perfect. I'm centered and peaceful. I'm ready to take on the rest of the day do it in two minutes. Perfect. Yes, that's awesome. (laughs) So happy to hear that. I'm always happy to bring some inner peace and just a little daily dose of mindfulness to anybody who's listening. I want to thank you all for listening to Women Who Web 3. You can find us on the Coindesk Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Cams. Thank you for learning and growing with us. Till next week. Remember, always look to the sky above, the earth below and the fire within.
1: You've been listening to Women Who Web 3
0: with host Kamala Ancantara. This show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is All Night Long by Lunera. CAMS would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at CAMS, K-A-M-Z,
1: at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening. Join Coindesk Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web3, happening April 26th to the 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event, bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer. Creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes.